Welcome to Cape Cod 2014, the billboard in the shape of a giant license plate said. Liar, Megan thought. This wasn't really Cape. It was still miles to the bridge. She glanced at the clock on the dash, a little after one. She'd stopped for the night at a little chain motel once she'd gotten past the New York City traffic and into Connecticut and slept in late. She could have made the trip from D.C. to Massachusetts in a single ride, but she needed to pick up the key and didn't want to be knocking on the caretaker's door at midnight. Yeah, welcome to Cape, she thought to herself as the Bourne Bridge came into view. Cape Cod didn't hold a lot of good memories for Megan, at least not recently, and this visit was unlikely to create any new ones. Visit? Was it even fair to call it a visit? Exile would be more accurate. Once over the arching span, the GPS began to bark, take the third right at her. The overloaded car was sluggish going around the rotary. Another reminder. Why shouldn't the vehicle be a little rough turning? All her earthly possessions, the physical summation of a life of not quite thirty years, now just a pile of rubble in the back of the small station wagon. Fuck him, anyway, she thought. She pulled off the highway and headed down the smaller local roads towards the oceanside beaches and the house. Curious about how it had weathered the winter, she decided to drive by quickly before picking up the key. Once the house came into sight, she pulled to the side of the road and ran the window down, letting the car fill with the crisp April ocean air. It had only been, what, eight months since she and Michael had last visited for the big Labor Day weekend family reunion, reenacting her childhood except with more wine, and this last year with more passive aggression. A for-sale sign caught her eye, advertising one of the cottages across the street from the beach house. They'd been turned into condos a few years ago and sold off. As a child, she'd played with a lot of the kids whose families rented, and she wondered what happened to all of them. It had been the same people year after year, and unlike her family and the others who owned the old homes, they weren't well off. She didn't see any of them likely to have a hundred thousand dollars sitting around so that they could buy the little cottages they used to rent. A shame. The real tragedy was that the wonderful little mixed community she grew up enjoying was gone. But she supposed that was a metaphor for the whole economy. Stop being dreary, she thought to herself, and headed to pick up the key. The address for the property manager wasn't even a mile down the shore road, but didn't seem like an office, more like a small house. Looking more closely, behind the house was a dirty Subaru Forester with a short trailer holding a mower and some other landscaping equipment. Megan figured it had to be the place, and parked. She got out and rapped a few times at the door, and a dog started to bark inside by way of answering. The door opened. Let me guess, you're Sharon's daughter. Attractive, very attractive. The thought sprang into Megan's head the moment she laid eyes on the woman. Not pretty in the sense of conventional beauty, but cute nonetheless, in a simple, straightforward sort of way. Tall, with an athletic, almost boyish figure, dressed in faded jeans and a plain gray hoodie. A series of captive bead rings led up one of her ears, easily visible through the short, sandy blonde hair. Her face was somehow 
familiar. Yes, Megan answered, distracted by the woman, trying to place who she resembled. Come on in and I'll get the key. A little black and brown Yorkshire terrier skittered around her knees, all yips and snorts. Megan leaned over to give him a pet. And who are you, furry one? Megan asked, letting the dog sniff her hand and ruffling the fur to the animal's delight. That's Lola. She's friendly. I guess you figured that out. Megan could hear the amusement in the woman's voice. A little jumpy, but she won't hurt you. In fact, I'd say she likes you.